The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. W229HE Atlanta. The most listened to sports station in the South. WCNN North Atlanta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station. The Fan, 680 and 937 FM. Don't you ever grow up. Don't you ever grow up. Just say this little. Oh, daddy, don't you ever grow up. Don't you ever grow up. You can stay this simple. That's Stephen Butler and his daughters all harmonizing at the piano as a part of our five days of Tay-Tay. The videos are now flooding in here in the 11th hour, so you can keep yours coming around 5 o'clock. We will somehow try to narrow this down to three finalists. Then the audience will decide who's going to walk away with that prize package with the Brown & Company $2,500 gift card, the Arnett's Chop Shop gift card, and dinner there as well. So we'll be doing that around 5 o'clock. Chuck and Chernoff, we are on the FAN. We're on FM at 93.7. We're on the AM at 680, cranking out another day of AM. Look at us. And on the 680 The Fan mobile app. We're with you till 6 o'clock, live in Harris, Cherokee. We're inside the Caesar Sportsbook. Everything good? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, taking care of business. Taking down impo- yeah, important information. So we all agree being a top 20 program in college football is a good thing, right? Is that true for radio programs as well? We'll get to the bottom of that coming up in five minutes. I'll remind you our 4 o'clock hour is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows. Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate. So it's just a projection. But Charles is projecting Kirby just impacted the national championship race again? Yeah, I really believe this is the the case. And it's... It's another great example of what we were just talking about, the big change in recruiting. And I was talking about Louisville coach uh, Jeff Rom took in 26 kids, 24 of them transfers. Um, it's always just projection when you get a new player into the program because he hasn't done it for you yet. Um, all right, well, disclaimer has been stated. Um, Stanford grown man tight end Ben Urasek has transferred to UGA. So it's still just a projection. But – because of all the specifics involved, both the program 
and the Stanford grown man tight end who's already graduated from that program has more than 100 catches over the last two and a half seasons. Um, he only played six games last year, led the team in receiving one year, has a lot of production, a lot of experience at that top power five level. He's transferred to Georgia, and he was very blatant about it. He said, I saw what they did with Brock Bowers, how they used him in a lot of different ways. I want that for me. Now, I'm going to tell you what Kirby's choice was because he's Kirby. He can get any high school kid he wants for the most part. By the way, when I say that, if he doesn't get a particular four-star tight end, he goes and gets a different four-star right. tight end. Yep. He never has to downshift. It's just it's a, a different flavor. When uh, Rayola decided he was going to flip, remember they got the the kid was from Pennsylvania that some people were like, we actually think he's as good a prospect. So he just pivots to a different kid. Kirby could have gone down to, like, Troop County and got a four-star tight end who's 18 years old, and you let him run and lift, and you teach him how to eat right, and then, you know, in two or three years, maybe you have somebody who contribute. Oscar Delt was like a monster, monster, monster recruit. And it was the Ohio State game at the end of the second season, and they're like, all right, now you can play some. Uh, remember Darnell, it took a minute. Brock was just way, way different. Well, he he busted loose in the first 13 game. 13 touchdowns as a freshman. Right. It's just stupid. So um, Kirby is like most other coaches, except he shops off a higher shelf. Instead of taking an 18-year-old four-star, who, like, right now, Billy Napier's like, I'll take him. Kirby's like, no, I'll take a 22-year-old who's already showed the brain power to graduate from Stanford, which means he can handle picking up, you know, whatever we give him. Uh, plus, he is specifically motivated um, to hitting the pros. Now, when I say it's all projection, a year ago, Travis Hunter was the number one portal player. That gets fabulous, and then he got hurt, but he's he's unbelievable. The number two portal player was Denver Harris, who you haven't heard of, and that's Denver's fault. He was a five-star corner recruit. Jimbo made him work. He was like, I don't like this. I'm going to LSU. Turns out Brian Kelly got to work. So Denver is – I don't know if Denver's with the program still at LSU. I don't know. But he was the number two. So, yeah, it's still a, prote- a, a projection. But when I say impacted the national championship race – Kirby and Georgia just got better because of the position this kid plays, and he's the 6'4 and a half, 245, like, all right, that's him. Um, they got better in a specific way that the dog's staff really prioritizes, and I'm talking about the 12 personnel that we all know about now. Think about what level of impact of what change is required to get that sort of eval from a Georgia staff that this is the guy to replace Brock Bowers mm-hmm. in what I, Mike Bobo in what I really, really love to do this is the guy, not the four-star, not even the five-star, this kid. So I think it's a massive addition. Well, if you want to put it in, in the terms that like we can compare to players, most guys are never going to be Brock as a freshman. Most look like Oscar Delp. Super talented, but there's a growing period. Got to water him, give him Correct. some sun. Whereas what Kirby just did is he got a guy who was like not really a college player, but not in the NFL yet. He's kind of in the middle. And now that he's graduated, I don't know what schooling he wants to do, but he's going to play football. Oh. That, Matt, so funny you said that. Do you remember the Joe Burrow thing? He took one yep. class online because that satisfied eligibility. He said he never even went to class. So you just got a football player. Um, Eurosec specifically said, and since I've graduated, I can really concentrate on the football program in Athens. And, again, nobody's going to replace Brock, but what you're looking to do, if you remember the, uh, the line in Moneyball, when Brad Pitt is Billy Beans, like you can't replace Jason Giambi. What we're trying to do is we're trying to replace the hits, and the he on catches base. and yards. Yes, exactly. And so, his, and, and the way he phrased it, he's like, I can maximize the experience in Athens. The experience is 
running and lifting and tape and coaching and teammates and being pushed every day and all of that stuff. Absolutely right. They run so many too tight in. He's going to get tons of time and way more exposure than he ever would have playing in the sort of ACC. No question. Uh, I just saw a video that was posted by some San Francisco 49er employees. Five full plane loads of 800 full-time staffers, part-timers, interns, family and friends have been uh, paid for by, is it Jed York, is he the owner, to uh, head to the Super Bowl in Vegas, which is always the great thing to do, to take care of everybody in an event like this. I think the Falcons did this. Uh, They did. They took them out that Sunday, and everybody got a ticket to the game. Yeah. Now, the post-party might not have been what they wanted. (laughs) It's a classy thing, and you don't have to do it. It's way, way, way easier to not do that. There's a difference in the right thing to do and the... Like, you know, the uh, inexpensive. Just like the inexpensive thing is, guys, it's too many of us. We're having a big watch party. It's catered. Instead, the billionaire owner's like, I can afford it here. Let's send you. We're going to have a lot of Southwest egg rolls, wings. Don't sleep on a good Southwest egg roll. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, So when we say being a top 20 program in college football, it's a good thing for most programs. If you're a a consistent top 20 program, you're, you're succeeding. You're not the best, but you're good. How would you react if your radio show is a consistent top 20 program. That's what we need to get to the bottom of. So an industry rag came out again yesterday with their annual rankings, and they've done this for all sports radio programs around the nation where it's the top 20 morning shows, top 20 midday shows, top 20 afternoon shows. And we were uh, fortunate enough to make the list again. We were number 16 on the Barrett Sports Media top 20 major market afternoon shows. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Come on. We appreciate being included in the list. And I'm trying to understand, should I be happy that we're 16 or upset that we're not higher? And I wrestled with this for the last 24 hours. On one hand, yes, there is something to be a top 20 program when there are hundreds and hundreds of these shows. On the other hand, we're not a top 10 program. So I don't want us to be comfortable and say, hey, good for us. We're in the top 20. We're not in the top 10. On one hand, we did it with, let's say, a less than desirable signal. On the other hand, Heyman is ahead of us, but they have this dominant signal that I think you could fart and you could get on a list like this in the top 12, 15. Go right like after our... keeps breaking up. Go right after our management. Well, I'm not going after Go our... right after the folks down the no, street. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to understand what we're supposed to do here. On one hand, we're sort of the old show, still trying to be relevant and make these industry lists. On the other hand, if we fall out of the top 20 next year, we're going to have to make excuses and say these lists don't matter. See, that's what happens in this industry. When you don't get put on the list, you go, we don't care about that. When they do include you, you go, that's nice to be included. That's very nice. So I don't know exactly how we're supposed to receive this. You never want to be comfortable. Because there was a point where I think we were like creeping to the top 10 of lists like this. Yeah, and that's happened before. You're right, but I just don't. I mean, you're going street sweeper. Like you're including everybody no, no. here. I just us said them to make it in the top hey, twenty. Less than desirable signal. Not our fault. Not anybody's fault. So we're, we haven't overcome certain things, right? Just the way it is. We happen to face competition who you can hear on Mars. So I would think it's a little easier to make this kind of list when you're on a, st- a signal like that. That's all. That's not a shot. That's not a poke. Just reporting the news. That is, that's just a fact. So, two plus two, what's it equal? Four. I, I'm grateful we're on the list. I appreciate it. I also want to congratulate. Maybe we had a little help from somebody. Maybe we were a little higher, but uh, whatever. That's not. See, you're 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 doing that. I'm just merely saying, glad to be on the list. Glad to be included. 
we had to overcome some things. We had to punch up. Uh, congratulations to our program director, Matt Edgar, named one of the top 20 program directors in America at Sports Talk Radio Stations. And we give him so little to work with. Number 17 on the list, and they used a picture from 2001. Oh, did you see the picture? Yeah, he's still got the curls and the flowing locks. Blonde hair. He does. Like, is that the last picture they had? Now, the, the Heyman program director was higher. But that's not Matt's fault. Was he? That's not Matt's fault. Matt is trying to, to overcome some Matt. things with us. Yeah. Right? We're trying to overcome some things. So, similar to us, if he had a little help, I'm a little say- more to work with. I'm not saying that okay. at all. All I'm saying is... We are sort of like the little engine that could that just keeps we're well, fighting. Well, thankfully, this list came out before the fifteenth because I guess we get a bonus for this, right? So it's not about the money. I, I didn't ask what's in it for us. That's never what it's been about. It's just the I'm acknowledgement. Sure it just the the in the acknowledgement on the fifteenth or thirtieth. Well, I mean, it, it would it be nice? Sure, a little extra in the envelope, but that's not what. It's are about. we asking? No, no. no. But I mean, if, if management's thinking, "Hey, let's reward the guys," sure, correct. Be, I'm not going to turn it down. Are we asking? No. We, are we about the money? No. Did we ask for World Series rings? No. no. Are we going to turn them down? No. No. So the point again was to to be included, and that that means the world. Next year, if we're not included, we will tell you the list doesn't matter. That is the pivot. Yeah. And if anybody else at the station's ranked higher than us, we will acknowledge what they did, congratulate them, and then off air say what kind of setup it was that we weren't higher. Maybe people got confused. Could be. Certainly could be. So, again, thanks to uh, Barrett Sports Media for including this old show in the midst of their top 20. And, again, good for us for overcoming. We're the young, fun, hip show. No, not anymore. Not anymore at all. We're barely hanging on, but you know what? We're not giving up the top 20 yet, biatches. All right, coming up next. If the Falcons are looking for this in their next quarterback. That juicy double. (laughs) No, no, no. If they're looking for this in their next quarterback, I think we can eliminate one very popular name. I'll tell you who it is next. Dreaming about the day when you wake up and find that what you're looking for has been here the whole time. If you can see that I'm the one. That's Bobby Camp and his four daughters getting his entry in for our five days of Tay-Tay. I'm starting to realize how talented our audience is, and I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Good job with Bobby and his four daughters there. We are going to announce our finalists coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll let the audience over the weekend have a chance to vote on their fave, and somebody's going to walk away with that $2,500 gift card to Brown & Company Jewelers get that $100 gift card from Arnett's Chop Shop. Chuck and Chernoff are on the fan. That means you're listening either on FM at 93.7, still trying it out on AM at 680, or the 680 The Fan mobile app. We are live at Harris Cherokee in Cherokee, North Carolina, inside the Caesar Sportsbook. Why wouldn't we be? Because it's Friday before the big game. Yes, kind of a big game. Kind of a big game on Sunday. The winner's going to kind of win a championship with the uh, Niners and the Chiefs. This should be your destination. Come here, get yourself a room, HarrisCherokee.com, post up in the Caesar Sportsbook, have yourself a night. The 4 p.m. hour of the show is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows, Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to EntryPointAtlanta.com for a free estimate. Coming up in just a couple of moments, a media personality may have shown us another example of what he's really all about. Let a naysayer know 
<laughs> it's a different media personality. But Chuck doesn't think that's what it's all about. He'll explain coming up. But first, the Falcons have not said much about what the quarterback, I guess I'll use the word chase, or the, or the quarterback wants are for the, the franchise moving forward today. Arthur Blank gave a very generic answer about what they're hoping for out of the next quarterback. It's funny, nobody's brought up Desmond Ritter. He's still under contract. Nobody's talked about Taylor Heineke. You could still come back because we know the future of both of them. He said uh, specifically, he just made a reference to, during the entire interview process, all of the candidates were on the same page. Yeah, that you needed an upgrade. Yep. Now, Raheem Morris said in his presser Monday, we've had very few conversations about the quarterback situation as he's been building the coaching staff, though he did say they're looking for an elite processor like others he's worked with, mentioning Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford. Now, that just might be coach speak. It might just be a thing you say to answer the question, and I'm not going to tell you what we want. But if they are indeed looking for an elite processor, that essentially eliminates Justin Fields. Justin has a lot of things going for himself, his athleticism, his ability to make something out of nothing when the play breaks down. Uh, He's got a big arm. Like, he's got a lot of things you like. Processing and accuracy have not been Justin's best attributes at this point. He's got a career 60% completion percentage in three seasons he completed just 61 percent of his passes this year you're in a league right now where you want to be at 66 67 and i i mean just the way it is you're throwing a lot of quick underneath dump off screens things like that so it will up the percentage when you're living about 60 percent one of two things is happening it's all accuracy or it's a lack of processing. You're not seeing something when it's opening up or seeing what the defense is doing. You're not processing the information you need to make. And, Chuck, I'll add one more element. Justin sitting at seven yards per attempt in his career, 6.9 this season. So it's not like it's bombs away, and that's why the completion percentage is lower. So, again, Raheem might have just been general coach speak, throwaway, might mean nothing. Or if he's really giving you some insight of what they're looking for, Justin doesn't fit that. There's someone listening right now, I bet you, who's related to Justin. Like somebody listening in Atlanta who knows him really well, grew up with him, something, and is screaming, look around him. And you're right. Could be. Sure. Bad talent, sure. weird coaching, yep. disjointed when they needed help on all offense, true. specifically for a QB, the yep. higher Eberflus. Bad offensive line play. So all, all of that's yep. true. Now, and Justin doesn't process well. So all of the other stuff about the receivers and the line and the coaching, all of that can be true and justin has had his issues as well now part of it is learning bad habits and you react and you become you know create your environment i understand that and survive is what you really want to do as a quarterback um but it's been just a whole disjointed mess up there for the most part on offense and the i need somebody who can really process when i watch justin and he's fun to watch sometimes and then sometimes the offense it would just it would go nowhere all day Finished with like 106 yards total offense. Um, it was a lot of the cut it loose and snap it, snap it, snap it, snap it, and get him running. And they talked about that after a couple of those really good games. Um, so I don't know where he is after three seasons, but it's not a fully developed uh, quarterback, and that team is not confident with him going forward, which is why I think they're taking the QB first overall. So the second part is I'll, I'll agree with you that that's why they're moving on probably the first part is we do know where he is after three years i don't know where he'll be after four or five or six he's a very incomplete quarterback and if you've listened to this show for a while you know i was very high on the justin fields hype machine coming out of ohio state i wanted the falcons to take him i'm not as high on him now and all the points you just made are very fair 
it might be that a, a new set of eyes, different scheme, better coaching, better offensive line play, all those things might help. But bad habits are hard to break. And when you've been conditioned to whether it's not enough time to throw, throwing on the run so you're not setting feet, uh, surveying the defense, uh, instead you're jumping out of the pocket to make plays with your legs, which are all things that become habits because you're not protected well. Those are tough habits to break. Not saying he couldn't break them. Just if if Raheem is telling us the truth about elite processor, it's not Justin. That's more Kirk Cousins. That's probably more, if you're looking for a college version, Michael Penix. Michael Penix, it, the best thing going for him is his accuracy, which I'm going to guess has a lot to do with his processing. Now, processing Pac-12 football as opposed to the NFL is night and day, but all you can judge Penix on is what he's done essentially the last two years. He processes stuff at the college level in a way that it sounds like Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson want. Part of the upside to acquiring Justin Fields is a quarterback can play for a really, really long time. There are always exceptions. Like Cam's body just gave out, you know, cumulatively. Robert Griffin had, a, like, a specific injury. So, I mean, it could be anything. Um, and so not everybody gets to play forever. But quarterbacks, when you become somebody who a coach can trust – you can play to your 34, 35, easy. A lot of guys get that chance at least to stay in the league as a backup, if not a starter, if you're really good. So somebody could still have 10 years with Justin mm-hmm. if he turns the corner, and some guys do. Like Vinny Testaverde, I don't know this. As far as, like, can't read defenses, trouble picking up, I heard Vinny Testaverde had, like, the all-time belt. And then you know what happened after, like, I don't know, five years? He turned into a monster impact every Sunday NFL quarterback and the Ravens and the Jets and you know they got the benefit well, of it. We're watching it in some respect Gino took it forever. It took him five or six years. To so, get... Yeah some guys take a while to cook there's so, no question. There could be 10 years yeah. still left. Gino was done out of the league. Yep. He just signed like a 75 million dollar contract. Yep. And it took him to like year nine or ten. So yes everybody's different. The Baker right, maybe. The right destination certainly plays into yeah. it. I'm just judging off what Raheem said. If it's not just coach speak doesn't sound like Justin fits oh, what they want. Oh, no, but isn't the buy-in so damn cheap? It's It makes it more intriguing. Yeah. And by the way, you There's saw – There's no question. I don't know if Jacksonville – they haven't declared anything about Calvin Ridley yet. They haven't had – They don't to. have to. Yeah. He's a, I mean, he's a free um, agent. But my guess is they invested enough with trading for him that they're going to try to bring him back. I don't and know they've got a young quarterback yeah. in Trevor Lawrence that just had a lot. You saw the season he had. He got named today uh, AFC Comeback Player of the Year. Trevor? No, Calvin. Oh, I'm Calvin. Sorry. Calvin. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Um, that makes sense. I was like, yeah, yeah that would be confusing. Yeah, yeah. No, Calvin. And so they're in love with him. He produced. And when you have a young quarterback who you're looking for answers and suddenly one appears, you don't get chintzy with a draft pick. Because, by the way, it's not a second rounder or no draft pick. Second or third. Right. Yeah, so it's only yeah. one round up. And for the Falcons, we know that that second rounder could be yeah. trade capital to move back into the first round. It could be the place they get a quarterback, the place they double up on a defensive player like that value is just going to be huge there all right uh, coming up in five minutes there are a group of number crunchers that are huge fans of the 2024 atlanta braves 833-661-2819 i don't know what those Uh. numbers are not sure what those numbers mean like a luggage combination we'll find out which number crunchers are digging the braves they're glazing all over them chuck are they? We'll talk about it in five minutes. But first, there is a certain media personality, someone you and I know very well, that may have shown us another example of what he's really all about. Yeah, that's David Pollock. Um, it's Pollock. Nah, David Pollock. Um, 
I want to say this. He is every bit the deeply, I'll say, committed to his beliefs um, as an individual, as he has always conducted himself at, whether you agree with him or have the same you know, ideas or slant or whatever. Um, what he's presented himself as has always been genuine. Um, did you see the tweet from Nick Saban's daughter? Do tell. Uh, after he got hired at ESPN to be on game day for Mega Millions, she tweeted out, how's it feel, Davey? Oh, no. Do you remember the blowback last year after the national championship game? Georgia was up 38-7 to at the half. Saban was on set. Sitting next to. And Pollock said, it's clear Georgia's passed everybody. They're the dominant program. Then everybody took that close-up of Saban. And looked over at Saban. It's like, oh, no. Um, (laughs) That's your dad. Yeah. Sure. David has had a, David Pollock's had a lot of success and earned a lot of money, and he's a three-time All-American. And he signed autographs for everything like that. We all know this. He's got a beautiful wife and great critters, and so it's just a blessed, well, blessed, you're, blessed you're life. You're giving a lot of qualifiers um, here. What's, what's going on? Just because all of the stuff I said about David Pollock is just true, it's not a license to be unnecessarily crappy to him. Mm-hmm. Sure. He got fired in public, and your dad just kind of got his job. Mm-hmm. You don't need to dunk, do you? So you're right. Can I? Give her one pass. And so so when I say David, David responded, well played. Right. And I was like, high he's road. just putting up the high road. I don't think he believes it this time. Okay, I but, think David has been a high road person right. almost his entire life. I think that response, he was like, I think he was like, I have to respond. Is she, she taking it down or is it still up, the tweet? As of this morning, it the was The only reason up. I said is I can't imagine dad like that. But that to me feels like the Bama-Georgia rivalry more than real life. Like, Does that make sense? Yeah. I know we're talking about a job and you're right. It's. It's not a football game result, but that feels like Bama Georgia stuff more than I was taking a poke in real life, I think. And this is why, the way I phrase this, it seemed unnecessarily tacky. Yeah. Oh, there's no need for it, but that's also social media. But we think because somebody's had a lot of success or whatever else that they are immune to this sort of stuff. I like how she went Davey, too. Yeah, it was a -A D-A-V-E-Y, I believe. I guess Pollock is uh, getting a lot of attention lately for... He's social media stuff. Yeah, he's been going uh, a little more transparent stuff. about some things. Yeah, that's, um, his, that's his right. Which is wants. why I said the way he presents himself, he's authentic. This time, I think he was putting up that stiff lip a little bit. Yeah, I want to see if she's uh, deleted. Nobody likes getting fired. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. I mean, everybody gets fired from a job at some point. I, you I know? Was, somebody, somebody <laughs> thought it would. <laughs> Hey, this is good online content. Let's sure. have a poll. Should Matt Turnoff have lost his job? I was like, unnecessarily tacky. Chuck, this is the life we've chosen, though. When you're in the, no. the, the public eye, it's not right, but this is, you you're know. You're right. That exact same thing. It's part of the deal. It's, you don't love it. Uh, I did vote on that one, by the way. I voted no, he didn't deserve to be fired. So, and I couldn't vote after that. It locked me out. And so I don't know what the result of the poll was. You have already voted. It's like, can I get can I log on a different email? The worst is not just the poll. It's when like 60% of the people go, yeah, you deserve to get fired. So, and I had the little, yeah. So she left it up. Yeah. Uh, do you so think there. dad knows? Uh, if someone told him, he didn't run across it on his feed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, news that broke a few moments ago. The NFL and Amazon Prime Video have reached an agreement on a deal that will give Amazon an exclusive playoff game next season, similar to what Peacock had this year, according to the Wall Street Journal. So Mad Dog Russo is not going to be happy. 
Nobody saw it on the Peacock. Right. Now you're going to have to watch it on the Amazon. That's a joke. All right. The exclusive playoff game is going to be on Amazon Prime. Isn't Peacock just a cable channel, though? No, it's a streamer. What, okay. Chuck? Wait, wait. <laughs> I thought Peacock was just a channel. No, a channel. Like on Xfinity, a channel's like Not NBC. like CBS, no. Right. The Peacock's a streaming service. Okay. Well, I used to have it, and then it went away, so I'm well, not it sure was still, it is. But it was still a streaming service then. You still had to click over to Oh, it. well, they were giving it to me. Okay, but it didn't make it a channel. I don't know. It would show up, and I was like, all right, I'll look at that. It did sh- you'll look at that. I'll look at TV tonight. Yeah, you know, when you turn it on, it like it says, here's stuff you can look at right now. Here's, and then if yeah. you don't do anything, sure. it all goes away, and it's just on whatever channel it's but on. Here's the beauty of the Xfinity interva- uh, interface. Like, if you log on, you can get to your streamers right there. It's a, like, I, this one, when we went through this during the week leading up to Kansas City, Miami, and everybody's like, oh, my God, old people won't be able to find it. It's Nothing's changed. Let's say you have always subscribed to cable, and you always will. Fine. When you turn on your TV, like Chuck looks at TV, and right there... If you hit your menu button on your remote, there's all your – I can get to the Peacock. I can get to the Amazon. I can get to the Netflix. I can get it all with one. So it would be – the only difference is you're not pressing three buttons to hit 806. You're getting your streamer. Well, I don't have Peacock anymore. So. Well, you could for five ninety nine a month. And then you could cancel like a lot of people probably are canceling. So this will be on Amazon? It will be on Amazon yeah, next year. Yeah, we've got year. that. <laughs> I've got that. You're pretty excited now, aren't you? American Housewife. <laughs> Look at you. All right. Um, are you familiar with the uh, the the fan graphs, people? Does that name ring a bell? Uh, yes, you have to really have your thinking took on when you go to that website. So fan graphs is just numbers-based uh, breakdowns when it comes to projections. Really fun, informative stuff, and that's high level. So they, to make it easy, by the way, their model breaks down this way. They take projections for each player. Then they aggregate them up to the team level based on playing time projections. Then they use that to create expected team run scoring and prevention numbers, and there you go. That's how they come up with their projections. They simulate out the season before it's played 20,000 times to note what happens in each instance, and the odds just become a summary of those simulations. And I will tell you, folks, Fangraphs loves the Braves yet again. They wrote a piece on the Braves titled, It's Always Sunny in Atlanta. They write, yeah, the Braves are ridiculous. We think they're the best team in baseball by a wide margin. The offense is ludicrous, of course. They lit the majors on fire in 2023, but their pitching should be better this year with a full season of Max Fried and some valuable innings from Chris Sale. They even shored up their bullpen, which now ranks among the best in baseball. Last year was no fluke. This team is just stacked across the board. They finish up by writing, no one else is realistically playing for first in the NL East. And that's not because the Phillies are awful. We think Philadelphia is more likely than not to make the playoffs thanks to their top 10 offense. But they're just not equal to Atlanta, at least in the regular season. What they write here, the offensive part is is pretty obvious. The scary part is if their pitching does level up, right? The starting pitching was statistically good a year ago, but we... (laughs) kept chronicling how many different pieces they were using due to injuries and not having Max and Kyle for three-fourths of the year and both of them being out at the same time for most of the summer. So it was like, Bryce, thank you for stepping up as long as you did, and we're going to piecemeal some starts from Alan Winans. Colby Allard got three starts because he had a good one against the Twins. They did a lot of that. But imagine if Max is healthy, stays healthy. Imagine if Sale is healthy and stays healthy. Imagine if 
Spencer Strider is this guy that he's been in the first couple of years of his career. And then add to what Fangraphs alluded to and that I've talked about, Alex had a clear plan in the bullpen. This was not a sexy offseason for the Braves, but there weren't sexy moves they needed to make. Like, I saw one of these offseason grading systems that gave the Braves a C for their offseason. This will be the same service midseason that goes, wow, that Jared Kelnick move. Wow, the Chris Sale move. Wow, the Ronaldo Lopez move. Wow, the Aaron Bummer move. They're not all guaranteed to work. the Orlando Arcia move last year. He started right. the All-Star game, and we were on the radio, the flagship, going, why didn't he keep Shoemake? Grissom. Yeah. So Alex had a clear vision, and that was, I want high low guys in the bullpen. While we got by and did okay with Colin McHugh, and we had other guys down there that could throw strikes. When we get to postseason baseball, you know what I want? I want nasty lefty Aaron Bummer to come in against Bryce Harper. And I want filthy Ronaldo Lopez yep. to be able to hit high gas for his inning and two-thirds if I need him in the bullpen. And I welcome back A.J. Minter with his high velo, hopefully Tyler Matzik, uh, Rysel Iglesias, on and on and on and on. But that was a clear vision of what he did. But most times, if you don't sign Josh Hader... Or a closer, you're not going to get credit for a sexy offseason. Alex had a vision. He knew exactly what he was looking for. And more times than not, Alex is going to be right in what Fangraphs writes here. It's scary. Not in the terms of wins. There's not many. Let's say you won 102 or 107. What's the what's the difference? But just in the way that they might have leveled up in the pitching department, that in October pays the biggest dividend, which I think is a very clear point here made by Fangraphs, and I agree. Yeah, and the money cinder block. Like the Astros, Kendall Graveman got hurt. They went, uh, $95 million. It's nice to be able to do that. They did that with Josh Hader, right? Um, the Braves don't need to do that. It'd be great to have Hader, but they really don't need to do that, and they certainly weren't going to invest that kind of money. Um, he's put together an animal pen yep. without go. Like, Lopez was 10. Iglesias is... 10 or whatever. Iglesias no, is 16. Or, okay. Yeah. Iglesias um, makes 16. Ronaldo Lopez. Well, said, angel, that's right. He, he had a three, three and four 30. year deal. That's right. right. They're, they're paying that's for That's right. This he had a three or four year deal out now, there. They're playing retail here. So, but Animal Pen. Yeah. Which and, is which is what you yep. want. What was part of their, part of the championship run in 21? Yes, it was the clutch hitting. No doubt. That bullpen became filthy. And they had four guys there like every night, here's the ball, here's the ball, here's the ball. What was it, the night crew or the... Night shift or whatever they the called themselves. Late, the, the late, late crew. Sh- the late shift. No, yeah. the late the late crew. The late show. No, that's the late, late front. front. See what we're doing here? We're cross. You probably didn't like the late the late shift. The late shift. The late night shift. Late night shift. Night shift. Night crew. Night the shift. late front. Is Arthur wearing a robe? Arthur Blank is on the NFL Network. No, he's wearing a. Some, look- it's a velvet jacket. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was a bathrobe. He's got a. No, he's got like. Look at that. Look at that jacket. That smells of money. He looks rich. That's what, if you ever define what Arthur Blank right now is wearing a red, or is that corduroy? Is that corduroy? How cold is he? He's got a turtleneck and a corduroy. And he's got a uh, hanky for showing, not blowing. I can smell him through the TV of rich. He smells rich. Look at that. Oh, sorry, I got distracted. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, all this week, the uh, locker room thought he was wearing a robe. Has been uh, that would be awesome. He's at Radio Row. It looks like there in Vegas, and that look, isn't that where he a looks giant like? red robe. He wouldn't be in a robe. I mean, that's he's not, <laughs> it's not John Barrymore. It's like no. Uh, the locker room has been getting you guys registered to win a trip to one of these Sandals Caribbean destinations of your choice, including Sandals, Duns River, and Jamaica. So I guess on Monday will be the day they announce the winner. So if you're one of those folks, listen in. It's going to include round-trip airfare from American Airlines and your choice, as I said, of one of the beautiful Caribbean Sandals resorts. Thanks to the locker room, 
thanks to Sandals, American Airlines, and everybody who entered who was 21 or older and a legal resident of Georgia Monday, they will announce the big winner. All right, coming up, Kank says the Braves come up way short in one key area. But it's mostly irrelevant. Hmm, what's the area? Find out next. Na, 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 Chuck and Chernoff. Dad, you're a terrible sleeper. Yeah, well, that's what people say. <laughs> that's what people say. Mm-hmm. I go once on any date. But I can make a mistake. At least that's what people say. Mm-hmm. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. But I keep Points for creativity here, man. That's uh, Derek Disson and his daughter in the car just riffing, and it came out pretty well. I like it. That one's moved up pretty high on my uh, list. Appreciate the preamble there. Yes, I like the creativity. Uh, We will announce our finalists, but we we might come to blows on this because I think we're all going to have a different set of three. So we're going to have to figure out the uh, threesome, hey now, that we all agree with because we're going to post these on social media, the final three, and let the audience over the weekend vote on their favorite to determine who's going to win our five days of Tay-Tay contest, including the $2,500 gift card from Brown & Company Jewelers and the $100 gift card from Arnett's Chop Shop. Big time haul. Yeah, it's a great deal. Um, I know you were excited by this news earlier in the week, like super excited, and I know you're not alone. Creed is coming back to Atlanta for round two. You're going to be back. Well, not he, they. Yeah. Uh, it was just announced. Tickets for the second tour stop for Creed in Atlanta in December. December 4th, State Farm Arena, because one show was not enough. Now, tickets went on sale this morning at 10 a.m., so they are available now at LiveNation.com. Again, Creed, December 4th, second show. December 4th, tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com. Do I have one pair left, Mr. Cullen? Say that again. Do I have one, <laughs> way to listen to the show? Do I have one pair of tickets left to give away? Yeah, we have a pair of tickets That's right now. Exciting. All right, caller ten. Say that again. Uh, they're available to you at four zero four two three one one six eighty. Caller ten. Those tickets are yours. So Chuck says the Braves came up way short in one specific area, but it's mostly irrelevant. At least entering the season, it is. Um... Farm system rankings. Oh, I saw these. Yeah, and I've but about ten places. This I saw one list this morning from the Athletic, I think it was, and then I was like, wait a minute, what does everybody else think? And it's pretty consistent. I knew going in it wasn't going to be great, but it's the off season. I still love a list. You do love a list, don't you? Except when there's thirty possibilities and my team comes up twenty sixth on it, and I was like, chest out. No, that's not true. I was like. Wait a minute. Yeah, it probably is true. Um, I will read you one summary, and I think this was from Baseball America, um, who, again, the Athletic had the Braves 26th ranked out of 30. I think Baseball America was 27th. Yeah, yep, sounds right. Quote, Atlanta has traded everyone, almost. <laughs> now, that actually is not just kind of a snappy comment. That means that they haven't missed on their prospects or the ones they – they've been able to at least flip them into something that you can try. So – when you trade a guy, at least you're bringing in a, a new or different asset. Um, they say there's still some pitching here. More if J.R. Ritchie comes back. I don't know anything about J.R. Ritchie other than he had Tommy John surgery. Right. Um, but most of these guys, even their top prospects like Waldrop, number 80, this is a new term, Matt, carry significant reliever risk. Do you know what reliever risk is? That you think you have a top prospect, a, a, a pitcher, maybe a guy for the rotation. Right. 
and there is something about him he suffers from reliever risk that it may turn out you just got a bullpen arm. Could be. Um, and it could be a good bullpen arm. And it could be that he projects there and maybe Craig Kimbrell was a starter in the minor leagues, but he turned into, you know, who knows? Right. But reliever risk is not something that you want, really. And they're saying, no, all of them carry reliever risk. That it could just be a guy that you put in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nacho Alvarez. Ah, uh, Nacho. A lot of talk on Nacho. Might be the only position player here who has a reasonable chance to be a regular. Do you know why? When your name is Nacho Alvarez, you're going to be a star. Um, now, I liked when the Braves had like the second or third ranked farm system, and they told me this kid, Freddie Freeman, we know he can field if the stick comes around. Um, then back when they were up to two or three, and as when Ronald Acuna, you know, the early call-up, I loved all those days, but we were still projecting to what you're going to turn into. Right. This team is the best team in baseball, I believe. And I'm not – well, no, let me take that back. I am biased. And I also think I'm right. Hmm. Um, and so it's a little misleading. They don't have the July capital. But as far well, that, as – that is a part of it. But what – so here's what I would, would follow that with. What would the July capital, if you had it, what would you go get? Starting pitcher, probably. Maybe, but typically you're not going to have to give up a ton. Mid- mid-season is not where Garrett Cole's available. Uh, available. Mid-season is where Jordan Montgomery's available. Mid-season is where Jack Flaherty's available. So it would be nice to have more capital, but we know how we got here. One, most of the studs graduated to the bigs. Yeah, Michael Harris, if he was in right. at Richmond, I'm sure Richmond. Wow. I'm, wow. <laughs> I'm sure we wow. would have a much higher farm rating. Number two, the international prospect uh, sanctions killed them for years. Let's see where they are in another year. Because, for instance, Jose Perdomo, uh, Perdomo who they signed, the, the five, they spent all five million on him. Spent five million yeah. bucks on him. Uh, you've heard the Miggy. You've heard the like all these incredible comps. There's a chance when he enters the farm system, he's a top three prospect, and all of a sudden your ranking jumps up with him. Plus the Hall of Twelve international signings. I guess one of the other kids, Juan, I think it's Espinal, is another one that jumped off the page. Give them two or three international signing periods to go along with the amateur draft. Who knows where they'll be at that point. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter because you do want both. You want studs in the bigs. But nobody else in Major League Baseball has this many young, controllable, here-for-the-long-haul pieces that would be blocking so many of these guys. What a weird place if you did have a stud first baseman right now. What a weird place if you did have a stud second baseman right now. They'd have no place to go, and you don't want to trade one of those for a midseason two-month rental. So that's it's a weird place to be at that point. Yeah, look at who Washington traded over the last three years. Guess what Washington farm system is? Now, a lot of these guys are in the bigs. They picked up a lot, a lot of prospects, um, and they stink. So that no, doesn't guarantee you no, stuff. No, but you, but it's it's lot of no, tickets. But, but they they consciously said, all right, we're trading Trey Turner and Scherzer sure. and you know Soto, and so we're going to obviously reset. Well, they're in the process of this playing out. You have no, so they they're bad at the major league level. Got a ton of prospects, but you don't know what it's going to turn out. I know how the Braves are turning out. Now, in their case, it wasn't like a choice. They knew those guys were leaving. Yeah. So it's like we got to do it before it's too late, and we're going to try to get something out of it. It's where we said, and I remember doing this during the rebuild. I said how lucky that this fan base was that that rebuild lasted about two and a half years. That doesn't happen typically. Usually the rebuild's like, oh, we're in year five, we're in year six, we're trying to get it turned around. It was two and a half years because in 13 they were still trying. 
14 it started to dip, and then they're like, okay, let's reset 15, 16, 17 wasn't great, and then all of a sudden you're on this run. Halfway, what was the, was it 16 or 17? 17 when Freddie got whacked. I think it was 16. Halfway through that season, they actually played like 500 ball from July 9th on or something. I was like, really? Yeah, you went from playing Brandon Phillips and playing Johnny Gomes and filling spots with all these pieces to like, okay, here comes Ozzy. Now we're going to bring up Dansby. That's right. You still have Freddie. Here comes Acuna. And then before you knew it, you turned the page over to where they are now. So, again, they've been very fortunate. Their young stud prospects have mostly turned into young stud players in the bigs. All right, coming up, what did Arthur Blank have to say about his pursuit of Bill Belichick? Arthur, you're muted. Arthur, you're muted. When he got unmuted, we'll hear what Arthur had to say about that. Can you hear me now? Plus the removal of Rich McKay from football operations. God, what a a horrible people we are. Plus, we will make our official Super Bowl predictions with our props and come up with our finalists for our five days of Tay-Tay next. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Islands.com. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest 
largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. 